Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 67. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hi, everyone. Good to be back. Um, I hope you guys are surviving the heat because I know that it has been a struggle for me. I personally don't do well in the heat, at least not without an AC, which in our new home we have not, um, we do not have an AC yet. And I don't even know if it's like a feasible option for us right now to, you know, bring an AC. So we're relying on fans and portable AC units. Um, and hopefully we can all make it through this heat wave together. Um, let's pray for some nice marine layers to come through and some like coastal breeze come through. Um, anyway, I, I hope all of you guys are well. I hope you guys are still, you know, doing okay. We are still in the middle of this pandemic. Um, and yeah, and it doesn't look like there's really an end in sight. It kind of looks like we are starting a new normal of just basically online life and wearing masks everywhere we go and not going to a lot of places. Um, but we still have each other. We still have local businesses. We still have, you know, Zoom calls with friends. And I hope that you guys are getting through. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about before we get into the episode today, which I'm really excited about, um, you know, I realize the podcast has been a little bit inconsistent. It's been, I think, two, you know, I skipped last week since I put out an episode, and the week before that, I also skipped a week. Um, you know, lining up guests has been a little bit difficult. People are busy right now with a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of planning. Um, but if you, you know, if you have any suggestions, please feel free to email me. Hello, SP podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, I have a couple ideas in mind for shows that I'd like to to move forward with. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for new guests. And if you happen to know someone, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram um, or email me. My Instagram is at hello SP podcast. Um, and um, like I mentioned before, my email is hello SP podcast at gmail.com. Um, today I, on the show, I have two amazing business owners who have found that their best way to move forward is together. And, uh, normally these two business owners would technically be considered, you know, each other's competition in a, in a thriving economy, but they're seeing that their best way to move forward is together and it's going to be better for everyone involved, um, including their students. So I'm really, really happy to have them on. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and get right into the episode. Um, let me know what you guys think, and I hope you guys are doing well. This episode was brought to you by San Pedro Today, your local community magazine, bringing you stories from San Pedro. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. Today, I have two guests, one you have heard from before and another brand new. 
So first, I want to introduce Cindy Bradley. She is the owner of um, the San Pedro City Ballet Studio. And next we have Julianne Thompson, who is the owner of the Dance Factory. Um, so welcome both of you. I am so glad to have you both here. Um, Cindy, first of all, let me start with you. Thank you for, thank you for thinking of this. Um, how have you been during this pandemic? <laughs> oh, thanks for having us. Um, it's been very interesting. You know, we just thought, oh, the studio is going to close for a couple of weeks back in March. Everything will be over. Yeah. We'll be back in the studio. We'll do our spring recital and um, then begin work on our Nutcracker after our summer intensive. But things just didn't go like that. And it's been very sad and hard for so many people. But it gave me a chance to just step back and look at everything and that was going on with the business and with the company and with uh, my personal life and thinking it was time to make really big changes that allowed me to focus more on what I do best, which is teaching ballet. And we had- <laughs> we I was gonna say, <laughs> I saw some of the videos you put out during this pandemic and I wanna talk about that too. Um, uh, Julie, welcome to the show for your very first time. Thank you. It's good to have you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, you're the owner of the Dance Factory, and um, I definitely want to talk about how you guys came together and what you guys have planned right now. Um, but first of all, can you tell us a little bit about um, your involvement with the Dance Factory and how it came to be? And yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So the Dance Factory started in 1989. And I actually moved down south from Northern California as a receptionist for the dance factory. And um, I saw some of the teachers teaching and I thought I could do better. <laughs> I was just so ambitious and um, really wanted to teach and be a part of the kids' lives. So I, I started teaching more because I did teach back at home. And so I started teaching and then joined the competition team staff and then eventually bought the studio in 2010. So I've been the owner for 10 years and um, I just love the studio so much because I love the families and the kids and their progress and their growth and their smiles. And um, so yeah, so 30 years later, the Dance Factory is still going and we've been a part of the community for so long and we just are so excited for this new adventure and to be a part of San Pedro. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we'll talk about. Um, yeah. So you were previously in Lomita and then now you're in RPB, or I should say, mm -hmm. then you were in RPB and now you'll be in San Pedro. Um, yes. Cindy. Go ahead. <laughs> that, that the studio in RPV where our dance factory was um, until just now was our old studio. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> I didn't know if you realized that, yeah. That's where Misty Copeland got her start. <laughs> it is. Yes. It is. Yeah. Very cool. Um, how has the dance factory been throughout this uh, pandemic? How did it handle it? You know, I think the families did a, a really great job of staying as consistent as possible. 
we went digital immediately. So right in March, we figured out Zoom within 24 hours and we had the kids going straight through their classes. Wow. Um, the competition team was affected a little bit. The competitions were put on hold. Uh, but through it all, you find the silver linings and you see the students that really love to dance and they won't let this pandemic get in their way. And they will dance in their front yards, in their backyards, on the street, in their living room, mm -hmm. wherever they can. Yeah. So there's that silver lining, which is really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, um, we weren't quick to jump online, but we, we eventually went to, we are doing classes online. I did see that. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of um, videos that you guys were putting out. How have those been for you? Well, you're talking about the YouTube videos? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I did those right in the beginning, and um, I've actually been um, doing a lot of 10-minute short videos that I'm um, intending to do a Patreon later, mm -hmm. but... Um, it was okay. I just, I just realized we had to go online and it, it wasn't just became apparent. We weren't going to be able to open. Mm -hmm. So the yeah. online for ballet is it's okay during the bar work and then they go center and it, it's hard, but, yeah. but the dancers are doing it. That's you fun. know, I think the, the initial thought for us was like Cindy, it'll be a few weeks, but we had competitions to get ready for. So that's why we moved so quick. But then the competitions were getting canceled after canceled after canceled. And so we just continued what we were doing because we just wanted to be prepared eventually. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a scary time for, you know, in April and May. And then I think you sort of get the hang of it mm -hmm. and it becomes a new normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, this, I mean, I know this pandemic has hit so many small business owners so hard and the, it seems like those businesses that have been a little bit um, either resistant or a little bit late or probably just optimistic that things will go, you know, back to normal soon. It seems like those have been the ones that have been hit the hardest. Um, and I think we're all aware now that it isn't really going anywhere. We saw the big spike in cases right in July, which was last month, you know, and now yeah. we are facing the opening, the reopening of schools. And, um, you know, we saw what happened in Georgia. There was like a lot of positive cases. So it just seems like, wow, we're going to all have like an online life for a while, you know? Yeah. So, I yeah. Just I just started, I just, um, well, we're starting in September online for LAUSD. So we got um, our first school. We're going to be at Barton Hill for two semesters. Okay. Six classes a week. I'm really excited about that. You what know, do you mean? We'll you'll, you'll, oh, you'll be teaching? On Zoom. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So you're a part of the curriculum. Um, yeah, we're just an outside arts organization that's okay. a, I get, I don't know if we'll be, um, in place of PE or just, um, an extra art class or whatever, but, um, we were excited and we didn't think we were going to be able to do that. And we are, so. That's awesome. So that's so great. Involved, um, at the, from the school, the teacher will be on the Zoom as well for yeah. every class. Yeah. I have been wondering about PE and, um, you know what that what that looks like you know what I mean the absence mm -hmm. of PE, the absence of like physical activity for young kids um you know I'm I have a two-year-old son and it we've just been you know for the most part in the house either my house or when he goes to my parents my parents house so sometimes he'll swim there but like most of the time 
he's just in the house. He wants to play, yeah. you know? And so there's not yeah. a lot of physical activities. You know, I used to take him to the park all the time and now it's like the backyard and stuff and it's yeah. just not as much. So I think it's really awesome that you guys have um, pushed through all of the circumstances and are putting out, you know, a, a new way to consume, not even consume, a new way to practice dance. Um, Thank you. How did, how did this come about? So I don't, I haven't actually said anything about what's going on now. Cindy, do you want to break the news? <laughs> okay. So, um, and being able to take a minute and think, um, you know, our studio is, is quite large. We have five nice size dance studios and, um, we've always had all styles of dance or lots of different styles of dance, but the ballet has always been the one that people come come to us for and because that's what we do best and when um I, I shouldn't say that because we have wonderful modern by Mr. Brad <laughs> as well but uh, so when I um got to to not run the school for a couple of months and got to do privates and work on zoom with with individuals and to and feel like it was smaller and I felt like I could give more attention to these kids and I wanted to do that all the time and I thought but what I'm gonna what am I gonna do with all this space mm. and then I thought of the dance factory and I was wondering how things were going because a lot of studios are are losing their spaces and I didn't know what their situation was but I just thought I would reach out and as it turned out it was the end of their lease and they were moving to another space but it was right in between the time they had signed a lease for another space so it was perfect timing like it was wow. perfect within a couple of hours probably <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah and then i asked julie if she'd like to come and see the studio julie what was it like getting that call where was your headspace um went you know before cindy called you know what's so funny is we were working on a lease in another city and um it wasn't so easy there was a lot of hiccups and i'm really big on just keep pushing forward and i received uh simi's email you know about giving her a call normally i i would have you know thought it was odd and probably not called but for whatever reason something said call her right now just call her <laughs> and so i picked up the phone and called her and she she explained to me you know where she was at and how she wanted to focus more on ballet and you know she really wanted me to see the, the space and i got immediate good vibes i just thought this could be so great because you know where you know with the hiccups that were going on over there this just seemed a little bit more fitting mm -hmm. and closer to us now and um also i just thought of all the possibilities you know with two business owners coming together and being on each other's sides because being a business owner is very difficult sometimes it's really draining so and we're both in the same industry so it was really lovely to talk to her at first and we went i saw the studio with my studio director and i just immediately fell in love with samia patrick and the space and, too. <laughs> yeah it's so hard not to they're just really great and i just thought this could be such a good thing for us so i couldn't pass it up 
Um, what I especially love about this is that you do have two uh, dance studios, right? Um, totally different. Normally, these two, you know, being in the same category, it puts you like as competition against each other, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like what you guys have done here is you found the best way to overcome challenges and and it's not by competing, it's by collaborating, you know, and by joining forces, you know. Um, and I feel like that's something that I would love to just hear resounded throughout the community. Mm -hmm. It's like a collaboration is better than competition, you know, especially oh, yeah. with a small community because we're all better when we do, you know, when we each do better, you know. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to say that, um... I, I had met with Steve Lampy, who's um, from Remax Commercial Realty, and he's the one who actually looked into my space and gave me ideas of bringing in um, outside entities um, to lease from us. And I, I thought of all things other than dance for some mm -hmm. reason. That, and um, so when I got the idea of, about Dance Factory, um, I thought that was the perfect thing because it can come in and bring their expertise in the, in the ways that we weren't able to, to offer really, really great classes ongoing that with all the different levels in hip hop, acro, tap, you can tell other things in contemporary, you know, we have all those things going in ballet, but the others we had, we'd have a beginning class and then we wouldn't have an advanced class or something, nothing in between. So this really is a great opportunity for our dancers to get everything or anyone who comes in who's new to get, from both um, studios in the same building. And then um, also uh, Dr. Um, Janae Brown, mm -hmm. from, you know, physical therapy. I do people. know her, yeah. yeah. I, do, I know her through St. Peter today, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she's coming in to um, help with treating our dancers and um, with a massage therapists. And she's bringing in a Pilates, um, certified Pilates instructor, who is also one of our teachers. So that'll be offered through our studio as well. Very cool, that is awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, and it's easy to collaborate when someone is willing to collaborate with you. And I think we see each other's strengths and we are accepting of that, which is so great because yes, we can offer all the other styles, but they're really strong in ballet and we know that our kids that like other styles will have great ballet training it's not a worry so we're not losing out and they're not losing out and their their students and our students get to work together mm -hmm. and meet new people and yeah. yeah it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be real fun and it allows like each of you to focus and hone in on your craft the things that you guys are always great at right like you get to do right. more ballet yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Which changes our shows. We, we used to do kind of a variety of all the styles in our spring show. Now we get to do classical ballets in the spring, mm -hmm. which is great for the kids and learning all the ballets and just something else to offer the community. Right. Yeah. And our kids will be excited about that as well because they don't get experience in, in other classical ballets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How has it um, been for your students? Um, how has, how have they been impacted? And then has it been a challenge for them to continue dancing? I mean, what have you been finding um, since all of this hit? We've had a few different 
situations. So we have this, the students that have maybe lost interest in, in being shopped in a little room. And so, you know, they kind of took a break. Um, but the ones that are, are really focused in it, I think the hardest thing is distractions. You know, their families are around, the TVs are on, or they've been inside all day on Zoom for school, things like that. So those are a little bit challenging. But um, I think if you love it, you love it, and you'll find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, also space. Space is a little bit difficult. You know, they can't do leaps and jumps in their houses because there's not very much space. So yeah, hard we, had to change, yeah, we had to update our curriculum a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. make adjustments. Cindy, have, how have your students been doing? Um, they're getting through it. You know, they're just dying to get back in. Um, I, I, I have so much respect for them. A lot of them have found a, a community online. They did um, summer intensives from all over the country. This year we had so many kids doing summer intensives and we had one, um, Nicolette was going to Spain to do the Baganova Russian ballet school. But um, some that were going away ended up doing them online that didn't get, to, they all didn't get to go. So um, I think they started looking then for more classes around the country and, and got more weeks added onto their summer intensive. So in that way it was good. and. They did it well, the, the companies that they worked with. And um, so they started putting things online and getting notice from other dancers in the community. I think the online community has really come together more. So, yeah. But um, that would be the positive that came out of it, I guess, because it's really difficult, but they're mm -hmm. doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. That's good to hear the perseverance that these kids have, you know, and the dedication, um, you know, the willingness to, to not stop and to continue. Um, so were you guys reopened? I mean, you guys were reopened for a part of the time, right? Or no, not at all. No, not at all. No, yeah, neither of us opened. We didn't open for the simple fact that for one, we were, we were moving because our lease was up. And so it was, it would be a risk to reopen. And also, you know, we wanted to keep everyone safe. So we just wanted to wait out the, you know, ride out the wave. Uh, for that. Yeah, and dance studios don't appear on any of those lists. <laughs> so you have to, <laughs> to figure out where you belong, you know, and it's, it's, right. it's, it, it's, it's closed up inside. People are breathing hard. You know, they, it's very difficult with masks, you know, but of course they're going to have to, and we will eventually get to that place where they're going to wear masks. They're going to be six feet apart. They're not going to be able to go across the floor, but yeah, I don't know when that will be exactly. We're hoping September, October, yeah. you know, that's what we're hoping. Okay. We're trying to um, set up some guidelines so at least we can get some, you know, those that are comfortable in, you know, and keep everybody safe at the same time. Yeah, and a, a hybrid so they can do it online if they want to stay home and still keep up with it all. Yeah. It sounds like that's how a lot of schools are going to be reopening also, like some type of hybrid situation, you know, where it's like you come in every once in a while and then you do a lot of online you know and that so that seems to be the kind of route for school and a lot of things you know we'll see how it plays out <laughs> yeah yeah um let's let's talk about um 
I kind of wanted to hear what each of you guys have been doing, you know, Cindy, with your videos that you've been putting online. I've seen the YouTube videos. Um, what has been the reaction from that? How, are you getting new people into dance that you hadn't really seen? Or are you getting new, different reactions from the community? Well, it was really cool in the very beginning, got picked up in Japan. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's I thought awesome. That was awesome. Because my pianist on it, well, it wasn't my pianist. I used her CD, but I got her permission and I, I, she used to play for us. Mm -hmm. And she's Japanese and um, shared it. And it, they really liked it. And they were, the moms were saying that they were learning to speak English the way I speak English. Oh, wow. <laughs> <They> speak English. <laughs> Which was so funny. I loved it. That's but, awesome. You gotta love online. <laughs> I know. But then I then I started kind of liking doing it and I thought, oh, I wanna do my character that I created, Cinderina. Did you see that one? I did. I saw that. I was like, that was so cool. <laughs> yeah, so that one was picked up on the um, LAUSD server, so I don't know, it's potentially could be seen by thousands of kids, but oh, if they wow. like it tour her around next when they open i'll take mm -hmm. her and do workshops it's fun <laughs> very I, I feel really good after that it makes me happy that is so yeah. cool what a, what a cool response you know to i mean that's the other thing about being online is that you're global once you're online it's you know? so wild yeah mm -hmm. i love it um julie what are what are some of the how has working online been for you guys? Are you guys getting more? Cause you know, even though being closed physically, I realize now being online for everybody, is just making everything more accessible, you know? Um, yeah. So how has it, how has it been for you guys? I think we've stayed pretty steady with our, with our current students. Um, we haven't really, um, had new students interested in online i think maybe because a few reasons one we are preparing for our recital that we're hoping to still have some sort of way and also to everyone doesn't really know how long it's going to go for right so right. they don't want to start a class and then a week later they're they're not available to to, to do it mm -hmm. but what's really nice though about being digital is families and friends that live far away um they can see videos that you know we've posted like our team and, and things like that and also we've had a few students that are actually moving away and they are able to finish their season wow. digitally so that's you know we're lucky about that that's very cool um what are some of the um I want to go into a little bit more of the dance factory and your your styles of dance you know what has been really popular with your company and what are some things that you teach that may not be as popular but still very like niche well we've always been a big strong jazz studio okay uh, uh the the competition team and the performing team we like to offer different levels for everyone because some people may not want to commit to eight hours a week you know mm -hmm. Um, so we try to offer different uh, things, and we've always been really strong in jazz. And then recently, tap has really picked up for us the past five or six years. Our tap students have won a lot of competitions and scholarships and things like that. They've become really skilled. And I would say acro. 
when I started at the Dance Factory in 2005, I brought acrobatics with me and um, it's been going ever since. It's one of our most popular classes. Um, students just like to learn cartwheels and backbends and handstands and it really builds on their strength for all of their different styles. I didn't realize that acrobatics was a was also a dance style. I always just thought it was like a gym, gymnastics thing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how acro plays out as, in, as a dance style? Absolutely. So I grew up doing acro as it was a dance style. That's what I knew it as. Uh -huh. But um, you know, Miss Michelle grew up doing gymnastics, and Faith grew up doing gymnastics. And we kind of blend it all to make it work for dancers but what's really nice is if they learn how to do their aerials and their backhand springs mm -hmm. or even just a simple headstand you can put it in a lyrical routine and make it look pretty it's just that they'll learn those skills in the acro class and um it's been fun because it really it, it creates a, a variety of strengths for the dancers so some may be good at tap some may be good at hip-hop and some may be good at acro and then you put it all together in a jazz routine and you and you get a versatile routine it's fun that was going to be my next question is what kind of music do you dance acro to <laughs> but the other ones it's very clear it's like you know there's the jazz and for some reason i always put tap in also the jazz category in my head um and yeah. then you know hip-hop is hip-hop what do you dance to when you're when you use acro? So weekly, when they're <clears throat> sorry, when they're practicing, they just do it without music. But when we do a, like our recital routine, we'll just pick a song that's fun and upbeat, and then you find the accents in the song, and then they can hit the accents. Mm -hmm. So um, it's all about the choreographer and sort of what they visualize for that. But it's fun because it's different. I recently watched uh, Black is King, and I don't know if you saw Black is King on the, what do you call it, Disney's, um, obviously Disney, the, Disney, the Disney Plus, yeah, the, the Disney Plus, thank you, I'm like, wow, why am I blanking on this, um, just because I had seen, you know, that it ties into the Lion King and all that, but um, the, I really was interested in all the dance that was, you know, was shown throughout her, you know, album video. Um, and then of course, you know, with YouTube, I loved her song already. And then I just went through a YouTube rabbit hole and I got onto like a whole bunch of dance choreography and how every single, you know, person just does it differently. And I'm sure you guys have both been through these dance rabbit holes. I mean, maybe it's just me, but <laughs> <laughs> it honestly made me want to like get into like dance, you know, it made me want to like learn how to actually pull off some of these moves because they're so cool um so yeah i mean that's the that's my that's as far as my real my experience with dance goes it's just me and my <laughs> trying on youtube <laughs> which i'm sure is so like, you're dancing online that's the same thing everybody else is doing right now yeah and it, i just realized that that it's pretty much like i could get real training now because of mm -hmm. everything that's going on <laughs> right um yeah, so that's that's my most recent like dance rabbit hole. How did I know we've heard Cindy's story before and kind of how she got into dance, you know, um, started as a young girl for her. I, I remember it. I just like remember picturing things in my head as you told that story, um, like your first dance studio and, and all that. 
Um, Julie, how did you get into dance? Well, interesting thing, my aunt owned a dance studio and my mom taught dance there. They had, they both had kids and we all grew up dancing in the studio when we were little. And then when she decided to close her studio, I couldn't lose dance. I loved dance my whole life. And so I transferred over to another local dance studio and my dance teacher became really important to me. And I just wanted her to be so proud of me all the time. She really meant a lot. So I was always dancing, just everywhere, every day. Um, I actually started assistant teaching at 12 years old. And then I became a teacher all by myself when I was 16. So and did then, I. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're so similar that way. <laughs> Um, and I think when you're young, you become adaptable and you learn how other people learn. And I've always loved dance. I don't know what it is. I actually have a cousin who lives in Arizona and he owns a dance studio as well. So I think it's in the blood. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, you said you started, or you said you, you brought acro to the to the dance factory it was that always your your style or what you had practiced i mean or what else what other styles did you fall in love with um i grew up doing tap and jazz and acro and lyrical and uh the dance factory all i already had all of those styles i was just happy to you know, bring my own personal experience to them. But the Dance Factory didn't have like a specific acro class at the time. Mm. So I okay. Yeah. Um, this ties back to uh, like all the Netflix shows and stuff that we're watching, but it also mm -hmm. comes back to dance because I recently watched Pose. Has Have you guys seen it? Mm. I have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it was really good. Um, but yeah, it was, it's basically about, um, you know, the, the queer community, transgender community in New York City in the 80s, and Madonna comes out with her Vogue song, you know, and it's just basically about, like, the, not all about, but it, it covers the explosion of Vogue and voguing, and how um, there was a, one, one of the students, um, sorry, one of the, it's, it's hard to start. One of the characters, uh, I should say, he, you know, gets accepted into a really like high-end dance school. I don't remember which one. <laughs> uh, maybe Cindy, do you remember which dance school? He I, don't, no. I don't either, but he ends up like, um, he's an amazing dancer. And then he also taught voguing like on the side and making a lot of money, like teaching voguing and stuff. So all this conversation is bringing me back to, you know, pose. <laughs> <laughs> It's very good tears on throughout. Yeah. Yeah. It, it covered a lot of, you know, um, just stuff around the trans community, you know, but it also did highlight. The, yeah, it did. It did yeah. highlight um, fashion in the 80s, which I loved, you know, the main characters and their fashion was awesome. Um, yeah. And and a lot of dance, a lot of dance and voguing and posing. <laughs> That's so great. Mm hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, I think that some people don't think that dance is, um, like even myself, I don't feel like dance is a part of my life, but it is in so many ways, you know, it's in, 
it's in the content I consume on, on TV or like in TV shows and mm -hmm. it's in all, you know, the music that we listen to. Um, yeah, there's music that you can't play without us moving to it, you know, mm -hmm. so I, um, I think it's a very relevant conversation. I would encourage people as they're at home to start dancing, you know, getting yes. this activity. Yes. <laughs> um, now, may I ask where you guys were considering moving to? <laughs> We we were looking in the Torrance area. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we it's weird because we have about half and half students, you know, in the Torrance area and half the students in the PB area. Mm -hmm. So we were hoping to go in that direction initially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, but there's um, nothing else like them in town. Yeah. yeah. But that goes for Cindy too. There's <laughs> now that we're you know we've joined forces. We're just hoping to open our doors to the whole community and yeah. that everyone is welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, where do you live currently? Are you in the Torrance or RPV area or are you in Pedro also? I actually live in Long Beach. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a little bit shorter of a commute for you. Yeah. Right? Cuts off about a couple blocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right off the bridge a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. Well, welcome to the to the Peter community. I know Cindy and Patrick already welcomed you, but um, that's awesome. Thank um, you. Is there anything that you guys are, I mean, it's kind of hard to plan anything right now because of what, you know, all of that's going on, but is there anything that you want to share with listeners, like um, as far as to look forward to or any promos going on or anything in the works? You have some uh, recital coming up, right? Yeah, so we're working on our recital. We're hoping to finish our season with a recital of some sort of way. We're trying to work that out right now. But when our new season begins in October, if it's um, if it's in the, the building or if it's digital, we're going to offer our students sort of a, like a buy one, get one. Okay. So if they, if they purchase for one class, they can take a second class. Um, for free for the month of October. That way they could try, you know, multiple styles and figure out what's for them. So if, if they have been in hip hop, maybe they want to try tap or maybe they want to try lyrical. Um, just to give them an opportunity, especially with everything going on, we just really want the kids to, to have something to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. kind of when we're really coming together as well, you know, offering our kids their classes when they're finished with their season so yes and that's when our kids will be going to them for ballet and getting the amazing training we're so excited i'm so excited <laughs> um cindy what is the nutcracker look for you guys <laughs> look like for you guys not not very good it's unfortunate um i mean we're still hoping, but uh, I just had a long Zoom meeting earlier today with the Warner Grand Theater. They're just not currently open, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we would have already had auditions, you know, coming up, and I don't know. We we booked the theater for February for Capella. Okay. And really hoping to do that, and then it'll be Nutcracker time again before we know it, so. Probably, yeah. You'll be like training for the Nutcracker already, like right after that, probably. Right. Isn't it crazy? Oh my gosh. It goes um, so fast. 
I, I well, can you believe it's already been five months of this pandemic? I mean, I feel like it, real. I feel like time stopped in March and then it also went yeah. by so fast. It is the yes. weirdest like contradiction ever, but it's like time is going so slow. Everything is such a drag. And now here we are more than halfway through the year. We only have four months left of the year. September. Now it's going to be New Year's Eve. It's going to be weird. Oh my, oh my goodness. Well, I, I'm very happy. For to year. I'm, I'm just excited that, you know, two, two small businesses are coming together to survive this pandemic, you know, and hopefully make the absolute most of it and bring the community together, which is, which is awesome. You know, I hope that more, um, more, you know, local business owners take note of that, you know, and see maybe, maybe there's a lot more opportunity out there than we see right now, because there is a lot of doom and gloom, you know, everywhere we look, so it's just really awesome to see you guys come together and, and do this. Thank, Thank you. you. So excited. Super excited. Yes. And I'm just so thankful that Sydney, you know, even thought of us and opened her doors to us and we're really excited to be working with them. And you answered their, her email, which I totally get. Emails are like, there's a lot of emails going on, you know, and not a lot of people are giving callbacks because, you know, everybody's got their own problems right now. So that's yeah. good for listening to your intuition. <laughs> uh, what the heck does she want? <laughs> she, I can't even imagine what she thought when I asked her. <laughs> I, honest, I don't know. I just... I, <laughs> Like, I don't know what she wants. I should just call because I know it's a pandemic and every business is going through something. Yeah. So had you, you know, had you guys known each other before? No, no. which is so weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Just making that call, breaking that ice and you know, that's awesome. And now a really awesome opportunity came out for both of you. So that's really cool. Absolutely. And you know, what's great is we've had students that overlapped that have either gone from Sydney to us or vice versa that we didn't know of, or mm -hmm. maybe we were familiar at the time, but they are all really excited. It's been mm -hmm. such great, positive feedback from them. They're just so stoked that their two worlds are colliding. So yeah. it's, it's, that is yeah. really awesome. It's really cool. Cool. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time. Um, I, I, again, am really excited about your guys' union in this and, and what you guys are going to be able to do together. You know, you'll be able to touch so many lives by working together, which is awesome. Um, any, uh, I want to ask if there's any dance homework you want to give the listeners right now for, to get in touch with their inner, you know, inner dancers. <laughs> Cindy, you go first. You can give us some dance homework. Um, go to YouTube and find go-go dance from the 60s and just dance along and have fun. Okay, cool. I love that. And I would say if you have the time, go on any sort of Netflix or anything and watch a dance movie and familiarize yourself with dance history you know, in a fun way. Um, okay. Since you just brought up dance movies, let's end on this favorite dance movie. Go. You can go Turning point. Which one? Turning point. Turning point. I haven't seen that. Ooh. Have I seen that? No, I don't think I have. Is it That's about Vrishnikov was hot. Okay. So hot, but he's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. What about um, you, Jolie? 
You know what? Center Stage came out when I was a teenager, and I fell in love with that dance, or with that movie. So I loved Center Stage too. If They're I remaking that, right? Aren't they? Or no? Maybe Are not. They? they just had the anniversary. That's what it was. I saw oh, that. That would yeah. be a cool remake. That would be a yeah. really cool remake. Yeah. Um, if I can shout out mine, uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun was probably my first and favorite dance movie. I watched it on repeat when I was younger. <laughs> Sarah Parker, right? Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker, Helen Hunt. Yes. Um, and I don't remember anybody else who was in that, but it was just like dance in the 80s and they get on a dance TV show. DTV, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a good one. That's a good throwback. Uh, well, I'll let you guys get on with your lives. Thank you so, so much for, for joining me on the show. And um, I really, I really appreciate you guys coming on. And I hope, I look forward to updates. So mm -hmm. if you guys want to come back in a little while in a few months and, and check in to see how things are going. Um, obviously, Cindy, if you hear any word of a nutcracker possible, you, you know, let me know because it would be a fun conversation to have. But I'm really sorry that that doesn't look like uh the immediate reality yeah thanks amanda thank you so much for having us yeah thank well thank you. you for thinking of me too um that that I'll was wait. really awesome <laughs> all right well i'll let you guys go thank you guys both all right thank you bye Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I am so looking forward to seeing what happens with them. I know that they're going to be amazing working together. Um, if you guys are interested in more info, please check out the links in the show notes. And stay cool, stay safe. See you guys next week.